Well, hello, hello. Here I am. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer on the radio for 25 years. Now I'm a lawyer without the radio, but I'm still doing a show. We're podcasting. We're giving it to you on the internet, streaming audio. You know how to do it. I mean, you're listening to the show. You got to tell a friend about it. We're going to get more listeners. The phones will soon come in. We'll be doing calls. Now we're doing calls we had before. They're good ones. You, you know, 25 years worth of calls, some from KGO, some from KKSF. So they're fresh to you. I can't even remember a show the next day. So don't worry that you've heard it. They're all new and they're the creme de la creme, the best ones. So thank you for joining us. Here we go. Let's start this show. Umberto in Concord, Len Tillum. What are you calling a lawyer for, Umberto? Well, uh, I was at the Raider game yesterday for mm-hmm. the Monday night game. Yeah. And I got arrested for uh, resisting arrest. Tell me the story. What happened? Well, we were at the at the parking lot, me and my buddies, and one of my friends was uh, overly intoxicated, and he was falling all over himself. So he got the attention of a few of the cops there. I mean, he was that drunk. He was it was a sloppy, stumbling yeah. drunk, right? Oh yeah. Okay, so, go on. Um, so a few of the cops come over. They tell him uh, to sit down. Uh, they grabbed a chair and had him sit down, and they gave him two options. Uh, one of the options is, of course, to take him in downtown, and the other option was to leave with someone to, that we were we could call someone for to pick him up. You know, it's go to jail or go home, right? Yes. Correct. Go to jail or go home. That okay? So what's the choice? You go home, absolutely. Of course. So yeah. My, one of my other friends grabbed his cell phone and started dialing his sister's number to get him home. How old was your drunk friend? Is your drunk friend? Yes, 30, 31. 31. Okay. Is he a big guy? No, small guy. Are you a big guy? Yeah, I'm big. How big? 6'2". How much you weigh? Uh, 240. I could still kick your ass. No, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had a gun. But wait a second. So, okay, you're a big guy. and So what happened? You just called your sister, and then what happened? So when we're on the phone co- trying to contact... His sister, um, he was still falling over himself. He couldn't even sit in the chair, your drunk friend. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't sit in the chair. So the the first officer then said that he was going to take him in. Okay. Because he couldn't even sit in the chair. Right. And we, that my other friend said, well, we're we're going to try to contact someone so they can take him. And he said, no, that was it. So then I approached the officer. I'm like, okay, look, you just gave us two options. One, you know, of course, to go with you, and another to call. And we're on the phone trying to contact someone. And he's like, no, that was it. I'm like, come on, just just, just wait for a little bit. Let, let us get the, his sister on the phone, and, and he can go home. Yeah. So at that point, his partner came behind me and grabbed me, threw me up, um, on top of the hood of the car, and was telling me to... Uh, he was telling me to put my hands behind my back yeah. and... He was grabbing my wrist mm-hmm. really hard, and I was—he I, wasn't allowing me to put my hand up on my head. Yeah, he was like twisting it really, really hard. So I told him, "You know, why? Why, why am I getting arrested?" He's like, "Don't talk back to me." I'm like, "No, I just want to know why I'm getting arrested." Yeah, He's like, put your hands in your back. So he twisted my hand even harder and said, "I'll break your, I'll break your wrist if if you don't shut up." He would have too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you did you say something like "f you pig" or something like that? You know, do you f bomb him or curse him? Nothing. No. 
not 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 at that point. Okay. All right. So go on. So he continues to to grab my wrist, and uh, his other partner comes on the other side, grabs my other hand, and I'm continually saying, you know, go, why? Can you tell me why? Can you tell me why I'm being arrested? And he's like, no. Um, that was a big mistake, by the way. Let, let me just interrupt everybody. When a cop says you're under arrest, shut your mouth and do what they want. I mean, they got the guns and the badges, and there were six of them or ten of them, and there's only one of you. Stop talking to them. It does no good. It just gets them madder and gets you hurt more. Isn't that what happened? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't. I mean, they're the cops. They're trained. It's a scary situation for them. They got this drunk guy here. They don't know whether you got a gun in your pocket. They got to protect themselves. It's a lousy job. I'm, I'm not saying they handled it like diplomats or they were wonderful about it, you know. But yes. once they tell you you're under arrest, just do everything they say. Shut up. But please go on. So, you know, they take me to their detaining area in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, and they're just, you know, getting my name down and everything there. So the, the officer that was holding my wrist back... Um, wait, wait, you were in handcuffs already, right? Yeah, yeah, I was in handcuffs. I yeah. was sitting down. And he's still walking around saying, you know, little punk, you know, punk kids. And, you know, just this is this is what we do here and... You know, you can't do They're very macho, those cops. They, they, oh, yeah. part of the, it goes, you know, they don't get paid a lot of money, but look who it attracts. Guys who like to be tough sometimes, you know? Not always, but uh, really. Please go at the Oakland Coliseum before a football game. If that isn't a place of drunken insanity and violence, I don't know what is, you know? So uh, what happened? They took you, did you. Did you mouth off to the cop even more? Oh, well, then... Uh, he came, there was two, two different officers now, and mm-hmm. he's still walking around behind me saying little stuff to me. So I just said, I don't want to talk to him, and, you know, not in those words, but I said, you know, I don't want to talk to this officer. You, you threw a few F-bombs in there, didn't you? Yeah, of course. Did you also insult his mother? No. His, uh, yeah, yeah, you didn't almost, insult. Almost. No mothers. When you, here's another rule. When you're dealing with cops, no mothers. You got it? No mothers. Please go on. So the other two officers told him to walk away, and I'm, you know, I'm talking to these other two new officers. They're being, you know, really nice. So I just said, you know, why can't they have you guys out there instead of him? And, you know, so he's... Anyway, wait wait a minute. So you got arrested. How much... They put you in the tank. How much was the bail? It was 5000 So you put up 500 bucks, right? Correct. Okay. So you missed the game. You had to pay 500 bucks for bail bondsmen. The Raiders lost yesterday, you know. and. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were resisting arrest because you were trying to prevent the officer from arresting your drunk friend. Correct. Everybody, let me tell you the fundamental rule when you deal with a police officer. Always do what they say. If the cop acts illegally or violates your constitutional rights, too bad. You can sue for that later. Um, You don't interfere with a cop, whatever it is. And so what do you do for a living, Umberto? I'm an electronic engineer. You want to get a lawyer and fight this? You may be able to get it dismissed. You know, it's going to cost you four or five grand. You make a nice living. You don't need this, you know, resisting arrest as a record. And it's, you know, you didn't really resist arrest. You were talking to the cop and the cop. But I would get a good criminal lawyer. You know, this is in Alameda County, right? Correct. You make a living. You go and apply for another job, and you're going to see it says, you know, resisting arrest. And they're interviewing you for this new job at this new computer company or whatever you do. And they see this big guy. They're going to be afraid you're going to beat up some coworkers or something. So you better get yourself a lawyer and fight this one, all right? Okay. 
All right? Wait, wait. What, Umberto, my man, what did you learn from this? Besides the fact that I can kick your ass, what else did you learn? (laughs) Oh, just do what they say. Yeah, shut up. Two yesers and a shuffle. Just do what they say. Thank you for calling in. I would fight this one if I was you, Umberto. Maybe a lawyer, a win, could get it dismissed, and you can get some anger management. You don't need no stinking resistant arrest on your criminal record. You, You don't need anything on your criminal record. You got it? Okay, thank you. Good luck to you. Julie in Santa Cruz, Len Tillam. How come you're calling a lawyer, Julie? Hi, Len. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, a friend backed into my car, and I'm trying to decide if I'm at all at fault. Tell me the story. Um, so he parked in the driveway of me and my boyfriend's house, mm-hmm. and my boyfriend's car is in the other spot. He is in one spot. And when I came home from work, I parallel parked directly behind the driveway. In other words, you parallel parked blocking the driveway. Yes, my car was blocked. My car was fully blocking my boyfriend's car and it was partially blocking my friend's car. And the magic word you sent to me was your guest, your boyfriend's friend, or his friend, he backed into your car, right? Yes. Had he looked, he would have seen your car. God didn't just come and put it there at the moment of impact, right? Right. And he told me he saw it, but then he must have forgotten by the time he went in reverse. Yeah, or, you know, he's been smoking a lot of dope or something. If you live in Santa Cruz, everybody's stoned down there, right? <laughs> so, uh, how old is this Einstein friend of yours? Um, he's probably about 43. Oh, all right. And I've got a picture of your house in Santa Cruz. You gave David the address, right? And I see your house, and it's amazing with Google, you can see it. By the way, you should tell your boyfriend to clean up the weeds in the front yard. It's really disgusting. <laughs> Really? Okay. Your yard is, ugh, you know, your neighbor's going to throw you out. But anyway, wait a second. Am I right? I'm right, you know. So wait. <laughs> Google, everybody can see it there. Here's the story. Well, this guy's got insurance. He's 43, right? Yes, he's got insurance. And the insurance to- company told you? I haven't actually talked to them yet. I just wanted to know if I was at fault before I even called them. Supposedly, he's already called them. He, and- he admits it being his fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Let, let me explain something. The fact okay. that you were parked in the driveway does not make it your fault at all. Because okay. you're supposed to... What if, what if a mommy and, and a, a baby in a stroller were walking across the sidewalk and he didn't look? Would that be the mommy and baby in the stroller's fault that they were walking on the sidewalk and he didn't look and backed into them? Your car was there. Had he looked, he, it was his fault. It was not your fault. You got that? It's not your fault. So they're going to say to you, they may say to you, well, you were parked in the driveway, so you're not covered. Let let me just cover that. How much damage to your car? Um, $1,700. Is your car worth more than $1,700? I'm not kidding. That's just, your car's worth more than, okay, then, because you're only entitled to the value of the car, and if the repairs are more than the value of the car, you don't get it, but your car's worth more than $1,700. So- You're going to have to take your friend, if they tell you drop dead, you're going to have to take your friend to sue him in small claims court. And if he's really, it's his insurance company. The money's going to not coming out of his pocket. If he's really a friend, he won't show up at the hearing and you'll get a default judgment. You'll win the $1,700. And then if he waits more than a month to appeal, it, it'll be too late for the insurance company to appeal. The insurance company is going to have to pay. If your friend shows up at the hearing to defend himself... I don't think he's your friend. You know what I mean? What's he going to defend himself? It was your fault that he didn't look? 
But call up the insurance company and say, look, he backed into my car. They're hoping that because he's your friend, you won't sue him in small claims court. And people don't like to sue their friends, but it's not coming out of your friend's pocket. It's coming out of the insurance company's cash register. You understand? Yes. Okay? Okay, thank you very much. All right, you're welcome. Go get your money. It was not your fault. Gerald in Stockton. Len Tillum, Gerald, how come you're calling a lawyer? Thank you. Thank you for taking my call, Mr. Tillum. Good to hear you back on the radio. I'm happy to be on the radio. Thank you, News Talk 910. And, uh, Gerald, I want you to tell 15 friends. You know what I mean? Tillum's back. The lawyer's back. Monday to Friday, 910 from 3 to 4. Yes. And my audience is growing. The numbers are getting better and better. I'm beating KGO, thank the Lord. You know, that uh, sucker station. But anyway, please go on, Gerald. Yeah. I'm calling to talk to you on behalf of my son for advice as a lawyer. And he wants, he had a DUR in 2004, and he's, he has this on his record. And, and, and every time he, he even applies for a, uh, put an application like AT, AT&T, they said that you're not our our type or something like that there. What, what they're and, saying is you got a drunk driver in 2004 right. and our insurance company won't cover you. It'll cost too much to give you a truck for AT&T or somebody because we don't, our insurance company won't cover somebody with a drunk driver. He, you know, his rates went up after he got the drunk driver himself, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what's going on? So he wants to, get, he wants to know, can he clear this to the, through the DMV, or do you have to hire a lawyer? No, no, no. First of all, you got to understand two important things. Right. Um, this is your son's only drunk driver he got in 2004, okay? Exactly. Okay. If he gets another drunk driver in the 10 years from 2004 between now and 2014, it counts as a second drunk. It's much more serious than if he only has one drunk. You follow me on that? The penalties are greater, the fines are greater, the jail time's more. Right. So that's on his record. You can get the conviction expunged. 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 E-X-P-U-N-G-E-D. What he's got to do is contact the prov- probation office, the probation office in the county where he was convicted. What county was he convicted in? Contra Costa. They'll have all the forms, and he can do it himself. You don't need a lawyer. He can fill out these forms and give them to the court. Um, has your son got a significant criminal history? Has he been arrested a lot? Everything's been fined. No, he's a good kid. He good just, kid. Just, all right. He how, just moved back to, in the house with me after losing everything. I took an $800,000 home and three cars and come back to me in a bail, you know? You mean he lost it all because he was overextended and the, and the bottom crashed out in 2008, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know, it happened to a lot of people. Okay, look, it can be expunged, but the first drunk conviction, that his conviction in 2004, is a prior drunk conviction if he gets a second. And I don't know what the insurance company will do. They know about the first. They can still under refuse to underwrite him. Um it's not as if the expungement is going to magically cause them to forget your son's conviction. But he can get it expunged and try. I don't know. If I was the judge, I would say, if I was the judge, I would say to your son, I'm not expunging this until 2014 because it counts as a first. Mm. But he can ask the probation office what happens there. Contact the probation office in Contra Costa County. Contra Costa, okay. That, that's where he got it, right? The drunk? 
Exactly. All right. He can get all the forms. He don't need no stinking lawyer. He can do it himself. No. <laughs> all right. Okay. You don't need no stinking lawyer. All right. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Thank you very You're much. You're quite welcome. Toby, are you there? Yes, I am. Sir. Oh, hooray. All right, Toby. How come you're calling a lawyer? Well, yesterday you said to call and share misery. I don't know if I'm sharing misery or anger. We like other people's misery because it's not our own. We can get off on it. What's the story? <laughs> Tell me what happened. Okay. Well, I was walking my dog at the Oliver Sports Park in Hayward, 1st of August. I got a stop by a police officer, I guess, the park ranger. Gave me a ticket for the dog off leash. No dogs allowed. Rules and regulations, whatever that means. And so it, it means no dogs are allowed, or you got to have your dog on a leash. You know. Okay, see. All right, go on. Okay. Month goes by, and I get my official adult courtesy notice. Well, that morphed into, number one, pets must be on leash. Two, bringing dangerous animal on district property. And three, failure to leave park when requested by officer or park employee. Wait a second. Is any of this a misdemeanor? Does it say misdemeanor anywhere? Uh, I don't see that it says misdemeanor. Now, when you say dangerous jog, what'd you have, a Rottweiler, a pit bull? What'd you have? Uh, a, a very, very dangerous seven-year-old uh, golden doodle. A golden doodle is what? A poodle and a golden retriever? You got it. Friendly dogs. That dog wouldn't bite a kitten, right? Anybody? Well, when he issued me the citation, he said... I'll make note that she's not aggressive. But he gave you, you really must have pissed that cop off, bringing a dangerous dog to the park. And what's this not leaving um, the park when asked? What was that about? Well, that's my question. This is one of the specific questions I have. He indicated when I asked him, well, can you just warn me and let me leave? He said, no, someone else in the park told you to leave and you didn't do it. Okay. I said that did not occur. So I took the, so I signed the ticket and I left. He saw me leave. So I don't know where the where the heck. And wait, wait, Toby, are you some kind of tough guy? You like a, a you, you look like a hell's angel. How old are you, Toby? I'm sixty-two. Yeah, you've never been arrested before. Okay, I've never been arrested, and I didn't I didn't have an attitude with him either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never. What I, you're smart enough. Okay. So it, it seems that most people these days know you can't take your dogs anywhere you want. I, there was an article in the Index Tribune, the local Sonoma paper. You can't even bring your dog into the plaza if it's on a leash. They'll give you a ticket. Um, and well, really, I, I, and, and wait a minute, and, and you really, everybody knows you can't have your dog off the leash unless you're in a dog park. So they, they got you on that. You know, what, what's your dog's name? Schnoodles? What's his name? Marley. Marley. Yeah, I, I'm looking at a picture over here of Golden Doodles. They're the friendliest looking dogs. They look like little pillows. Gorgeous dogs. All right. So personalities match. Yeah. Okay. Here's what's going on. This is like a traffic ticket. Make sure it doesn't say misdemeanor anywhere, right? So how? I, I don't see it. Yeah, it's it's infractions. How much do they want from you? One thousand twenty-five dollars. All right. You can either pay the fine and shut up and don't do that, or you can post bail. You got to put up the money and ask for a hearing. If you win, you'll get your money back. Um, you have to show up to court with pictures of your dogs and, ske you know, you've got to schedule a hearing. And you might say, Your Honor, when the, when the case starts, I did have my dog off the leash, you know, because they got you on that. So you violated the leash law. No dogs. I'm guilty. Well, they didn't. Hit, they just said, read it again. They just said off the leash, right? Dog off leash. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just don't plead guilty to having a dog in the park. They're not charging you with that. Just dog off the leash, you know. 
Got it. No contest? Just say guilty. It doesn't matter when you say no contest. Guilty. You know, just say guilty. It doesn't matter. You don't have a defense. But as to bringing a hazardous animal into the park, this is, you know, you should take pictures of your dog. This dog is friendly. It, it didn't attack anybody. And the cop said, you have to leave. Tell him what you said. And I left. I didn't fight with him. I dispute that altogether. I would do a hearing on that stuff. And... It'll reduce the fine. Your dog off the leash is well. You should pay for. It. You got it. I think that's fair. Okay, so that's what you got to do. But you got to ask for a hearing. You can't just pay one ticket part of it and not pay the others. Did they lump the fines together? Or did they separate them out. You know, dangerous dog is one thing. Not leaving the park another. Dog off the leash, or is it all lumped together? It's uh, three different types. Three different lines. Let's put it that way. And how much? Is each fine? Is it separated? They, they, they don't separate it. Okay, then you have to say you just have to say not guilty. Post the bail. That's the ten thousand, the thousand twenty-five bucks. Boy, that's a lot. And go to court, and you should win on the other two. Let me know what happens with you and your dog. Okay, good old Marley. All right. Good old. Can I make one a little editorial real fast? Of course. Okay. Well, while I was walking in the park, this young woman struck up a conversation with me, and yeah. so. She was with me when the policeman stopped. Well, she turned around and left in a hurry. And then she turned around and said, I'm not with him. Well, she was born and raised in Ukraine. And it's beginning to seem to me that we are getting treated the same way they do in the Ukraine. Wait, you're treated like they're treated in the Ukraine? No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Are you saying she is treated here in in California the way they're treated in the Ukraine? No, I couldn't figure out why she was so adamant about not being identified as being with me. And then it dawned on me, she had told me that she was from the Ukraine. Yeah, they had a very it, repressive it, government there for a long time. That's the place well, Chernobyl the, went off. Same thing. No, it's not the same thing. I don't, I, you know, that's your editorial comment. Uh, it's not the same thing. We are not sure, like sure. the former Soviet Union or Russia. Let me tell you right now. But um, yeah. fight your ticket and take care of it, okay? Wraps it up for today. Nice snow commercials. It zips along. I'm telling you, it's about the same length as a show, but there's 20, 25 minutes worth of news and commercials that you don't need on those other stations. We're giving it to you like, like a fix, just straight into your vein, no dilution. Will you tell a friend? Find me on. Tell a friend to listen to the show, and will you go to iTunes, please, and give me some stars. You can rate me on iTunes. And by the way, if you subscribe, all this is free. If you subscribe, you'll get the show downloaded to you, whatever, every day. We're doing a show Monday to Friday. Send me an email, will you? LenTillum.com. Let me know what you're thinking. Put something up on my Len Tillum page on Facebook. Let's generate some buzz. That's what we're trying to do. We do emails. LenTillum.com. Here's one from Tony. Tony writes this, my children live in a rental I own. They pay me rent only when they feel like it. Right, they're your kids. What are you going to do, a victim, you dope? How can I get them to pay up or get out? And listen, I got to pay the mortgage. I could lose this house, writes Tony. So, Tony, first of all, if they move out, what are they going to do, move in with you? You're over that. Who the hell? I love my children. It's not so bad. I like that they don't live with me. My wife and I seem to get along better with the kids out of the house. There's no such thing in my life as empty nest syndrome. Forget empty nest syndrome. I love my kids. I would do anything for them. And it's so much more peaceful and quiet with them out of the house. And my wife and I get along better. So either you're going to treat them like children and give them a deal, or you're going to treat them like tenants, Tony. 
If you want them out, you got to give them a three-day notice to pay rent and quit. And if they don't leave after that, $1,500 for a lawyer to a victim. So um, I think if you're renting to your kids, what are you going to do? Throw them out on the street? Kids. Anyway, that's it for today. Come back for more. We're doing Monday to Friday. The podcasts are coming at you. Thank you for listening. See you then.